Welcome to Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. Welcome to Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. This is your host, Mads, and this is my uh, cohort, Fister. Uh, together we are Mad Fister, and today it is all about the rock for once. Yes, rock and roll, baby. Woo! So what are we talking about, man? I know what we're talking about, but you you tell us what we're talking about. We are talking about Faith No More is the Real Thing. Their most commercially successful album, it not their best, but most commercially successful and well-known. The nine the 80, like in 1990, this somehow got on on regular radio. You would not believe that listening to the radio today. So I have a question. Seeing as though that you're a younger gentleman. How did you grow to love this album? I found a cassette at a thrift store. Really? Yes. Well, like a, a dollar cassette at a thrift store, and you were like, screw it, I'll give it a shot. Yes, exactly what happened. 100%. Wow, that is awesome. And so, same, same way I listened to uh, 2112, not 2112, uh, Sorry, uh, Frank Zappa, absolutely free for the first time. Oh, Frank Zappa's a legend. I mean, my I had listened to his other stuff, but I would not heard his first album, so that was cool. Same same store. Nice. What do you think Faith No More's best project is? That would be Angel Dust, uh, without a doubt. It, it has the most variety and is was made in a completely different way than this one. Uh, interestingly enough, the band members still can't agree on why they called it Angel Dust. I actually remember that album as well. I, I mean, I, I haven't listened to it well, in a hundred I mean, years, but... Any album with a song named Jizz Lobber tends to stick in the mind and on other things. Right. <laughs> so, this is going to be part history lesson, because we are talking about a band with Mr. Mike Patton, uh... Musical genius. I would call him a vocal virtuoso. He 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 is not he. You cannot replicate the man. But this is also his first album with the band, but not the band's first album. Right. They had a singer originally uh, named Chuck Mosley, who they called the Man, and at the time they were called Faith No Man. Okay. And when he left, the man was no more. Wow. Okay. That's All where right. the name comes from. Wow. Uh, so you have to admit that is a already. You're like what? <laughs> right. And 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 uh, and he actually went on to to do a stint uh, replacing Jr. in the Bad Brain. So he is he's not a tragedy or anything like that. And like they went through like a billion singers until he got to Patton. One of them was Courtney Love. I remember that, actually, by the way. I remember hearing about that. But Patton is a lunatic. He is a looney tune. But like we had said pre-production, he's never heard anybody, so we're okay with his psycho. Yeah, he's he hasn't done anything to anyone. The one thing I want to bring up, like the his most avant-garde project, because he literally does avant-garde metal, is his genre. Uh isn't Mr. Bungle, believe it or not, which I told you about eight, it goes 30 seconds of silence, then into the music. Yep. 
It is called uh, the Phantanimus Delirium Cordia, and it is a single track that is 74 minutes and 17 seconds long. Yeah, it's a Guinness. It's in the Guinness. Tell me that isn't something that only a crazy person would do. Um, like, like, he didn't even know about the Guinness thing. Right, no, he was just, he just was like, you know what, I'm just, we're just going to play this. And, and he has performed it live. Jesus. Like, that's the part I was going to get you at right there. I knew, yes, he has done this live. I'd rather be dead. That's insane. Like He's, he's insane. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a given. Like, we know that, right? Like, that's a. He also did the score to Crank High Voltage. The movie. Oh, Crank 2, the second one. Uh Uh-huh. The one that wasn't, like, commercially successful. The one that's actually fun to watch, yes. Yeah, because the first one was mundane and routine. The second one is, honestly, it does sound like he would just subtract it. Right. Uh, All right. So, this, so this album. The lyrics, honestly, do not matter. He wrote, Mike Patton ended up having to write all of the lyrics like in a weekend uh, in a hotel room to match the music that already existed. So that's why if you're ever like, this doesn't sound like this belongs here, it's because it doesn't. But the way he, and because of that though, it's kind of influenced how he writes lyrics, which is he doesn't write lyrics to be meaningful he writes them to sound good so he's more like a scat man right yeah 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 yeah. i I got that you know like and and it's and it's like he had already written so i get it on this project he wrote the lyrics while listening to the music but you could tell like he writes lyrics and then fits them to music yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah he, he's he's actually done opera, too. Wow, he's a, he's a weirdo. But so so we, like, for instance, in my in my genre, mm-hmm. we list the the music tells us what to say, right? Yeah. So so when you get a guy that's as talented as Patton, and he can, for the most part, this album's a little different, but for the most part, he can make lyrics fit to any song. That's a talent. Like. Honestly, you like his even his rapping on here. While it's pretty like, you know, golden age, it's aged really well. Yes, even though it's very vintage and very, you top. know, yeah, very late eighties. Yeah, yeah, very, very like Beastie Boy esque, you could yeah. say. But yeah. yes, it uh, just like the Beastie Boys, old Beastie Boys is still relevant. Damn so, straight they are. Oh yeah, one of my favorites, by the way. Uh, so this, this is what I also, I want also, this is going to be a claim and I'm going to say that Epic is kind of like the Bohemian Rhapsody of its day at this point, just because it's so many different things all at once. Right. But Bohemian Rhapsody came out about the same time as this, didn't it? For the most part? No, no, no. Oh yeah. That came out in like the late seventies, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was on the, uh, uh, that I'm trying to remember the name of the album, but it was all, the one that also had was had I'm in love with my car. Queen was also a weird band, um, right? But uh, it was the Bohemian Rhapsody was made famous again in in the late '80s due to the movie Wayne's World. Yep. 
this is uh this is much the same where it's a very odd idea right um, and honestly the fact that there's literally nothing you can pin down about the song epic right epic <laughs> exactly like we're not going to be really discussing lyrics which is new for us right Nor normally we talk we we break it down to beats lyrics you know it's music everything but this is just this is such a different project that we had to approach it a different way uh from out of nowhere is perfectly titled because that's how the album feels just music all of a sudden what right come from falling to pieces is a really really catchy really good uh surprise you're dead is fun that's yeah that's a, I, you know when you look at the title and then you hear the song you're like huh like but yeah then you're like oh, this is yeah this is yeah but, that's the one that was like a lot hard. Like he went from being this high singer to all of a sudden death growly. And you're like, Oh, this, he can do that too. Right. Like, so I wanted to talk a lot about the lineup here too. Uh, Mike Borden on drums. He also was on a episode of who wants to be a millionaire performed with Ozzy Osbourne's band and with Black Sabbath before, like for years, and filled in as Corn's lead drummer for about a hundred shows. That's he's just talented, though. That that's the drummer, just the drummer. Right? Yeah, he's talented. Like all of these guys are in the insanely talented category, where you're just like, they did what now? But the fact that they were all together for an album is the weird thing. Right, because there's a lot of ego when you're as good as you are. Yeah. But, these, like, but this, yeah, this album didn't seem like it had a huge ego based on it. It was about the music and, and you know, getting it done real uh, quick. Uh, quick side note about the epic video. Uh, Cliff Burton is in the video, who, if you, you probably don't know, is the bassist of Metallica at the time who died. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. And he was uh, actually really, really good friends and in a band with the guitarist for a while. Uh, just a not a no-name real band, but, you know. And also, in the video, there's a scene of a fish flopping with, in water. Yep. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's They got in a lot of trouble for that. Right. For animal abuse, which is... That is Bjork's fish that they stole. Are you serious? Jesus. The fish lived, though. They just did it for the shot. Right. But who steals a fish from Bjork? Right. Like, 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 that, like when you say no ego, it's like these guys like have no impulse control. And that's what makes them interesting. So I got a question. Were they on tour with Bjork at the time? Did no. they did they shoot the video? So no, they just went to her went went to the house. No, they just they were they were touring in the in the area, not together though. They just had met up at a party. Oh, oh my okay. So it was complete coincidence. They they had met each other a couple of times, but never like talked that much. Also, around this time, uh, they were getting to a beef with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 
well, it's kind of one-sided because Anthony Kiedis says that Patton ripped off his style in Epic, and I think that is the that makes no sense. I don't think the Chili Peppers and Faith No More sound that much alike. Not even close. Not even close. So, also, Kiedis was on a lot of drugs at the time. They all are. No, well, they all were, especially. Right, but I mean, right. It, it, uh, in 2001, Patton theorized, I think Anthony deep down feels like I'm a better dancer than he is, but I think I shake my booty a little bit fresher than he does. So you, you and I find uh, is really intriguing about um, a lot of bands, right? Yeah. Is they share, like, they share members a lot or, you know, like for instance, guitars will jump from one band to the next and yep. like there'll be super popular bands on both sides. It's just, I find that to be interesting on how that, cause in the hip hop world that wouldn't exist. You're considered a traitor and it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Sing well, in, in hip hop, a singular vision is very important. Right. Unless you're a group. Yeah, absolutely. It, even then it's very important. Right. In this, it's like musically, they're all over the place. And lyrically, since not, they don't really have that much meaning to it, it's just him playing an instrument like every other one of the guys. Right. It's very egalitarianism with everybody is equal. And that's what I've, and in Angel Dust, it's the same thing where they all did equal work of the writing of the lyrics as well. And Patton also did some of the musical stuff on instruments. So it's like, they were very odd that way. Yeah, I mean, and and it worked for them. Yep, it worked. It worked really well for them. I, I just don't see that dynamic working with many people due to the egos. No, no, they, these guys had very. They had the egos, but their egos were screwing with each other, not with people. They just like to screw with each other, right? Like they're like I. I have a very, very interesting uh, anecdote about the keyboardist. Um, he uh, he composed he he composed a song uh, about uh, giving fellatio because he's gay, simply because he wanted to have Mike Patton sing it so he could laugh at it. I yeah, yeah. That's uh, that that's on the. Uh, that's on uh that's on angel dust so <laughs> i'm gonna make Pat write a song about sucking dick yeah and it's not like he cared he was gay and, and Patton, of course is just like it's a good song and this is really funny right it's like hey great lyrics You're like i'll i'll do it i don't care like i don't care if people what people yeah, it's, think uh, i think it's midlife crisis no or it's either midlife crisis or caffeine is the song i can like they're so oblique, it's really, really hard to remember lyrically. Like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Um, I'm with it. I, I understand that totally. He'd also talk about uh, stuffing gerbils in people's asses to inter interviewers. And when he was pretending to be straight, he uh, was in a relationship with Courtney Love. Did the music for Fred the movie for Nickelodeon... Uh, and was in a pop group called Imperial Teen that's like an actual just pop, pop group. So, also, he's just an amazing keyboardist. Like, well, well I was going to... 
Edge of the World is an amazingly composed song. It was it's almost flawless. Honestly, I think it is. I like I can't think of any Honestly, what makes it so great to me personally is it is almost a sultry song on a metal album. Right. Where it's like, come on. Come on, girl. Come on down. Which is not what you get out of it. Like, like we said, there's a song called Surprise, You're Dead, and Zombie Eaters, and stuff like that. Right. They end the album with, let's get our freak on. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Right, for sure. What the what the fuck, man? Right, no doubt. Uh, I mean, I'm going to listen to it again to see if I can find any issues with it, but you're probably right. I probably won't. And it's it's also a mood thing, uh, obviously. You know, there, there's always that with the, the mood thing. Uh, I do like that the center track is actually the name of the album, The Real Thing. Right. That's cool. But, like, I'd say, like, Woodpecker from Mars is a good instrumental, but it's just an instrumental. Uh, I And... As, as someone who loves this album, I'm I'm saying that. Right. Uh, Underwater love is just kind of yeah. I think he he, he was coming down off the coke high. That's my guess. <laughs> Probably. No. Well, no, I mean he 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 said he was on speed and coke when he was writing this shit. So. Well, I mean he needed to, he needed to write it in like, like three well, days. Well, yeah. So I mean, you do you you write an album in three days. That's also why it has one of the only good versions of a cover song, but Black Sabbath song War Pigs. Yep, and I'm I'm actually gonna listen to it again just because I I just want to hear the similarities in it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And there there are similarities, but that you know me and you talked about in the last review. Yep. Uh, about appreciating technical skill. Yes. And this song is more technically proficient than Black Sabbath's version, which makes it different enough for me to be okay with it. Right. It's technically proficient. Like, there's no hang-on notes. There's no, oh, that, that went a little off. It is, I put my finger there on the guitar. That's the note I wanted when I wanted it for as long as I wanted it. Right. Which considering some of these songs it's amazing you can do they can do it on all of them and the bass playing it on all of them is just the, the you know amazing right like like he actually was in a band with the lead singer tool uh he's in a band with the lead singer of the dead dead candies called axis of evil doers which i never heard of but need to find yeah, for uh, sure. He also uh, feed, he. This is also a band I'd never heard. He, he did a band called Fear in the Nervous System with the co guitarist from Corn and the drummer, a drummer, one of the drummers from Bad Religion. See, like as a as a rock and roll fan, is it hard to keep up with that? you know, that stuff with, with all these other band members being in bands together. Is no. it hard to keep track of? 
Uh, no, not really. Not for me, at least. Uh, it's because you start to actually be able to tell who's done an album. Yeah, and who's playing on it because of their similar their style, right? Yeah, I can tell you the instant Randy Rhodes died and Ozzy's sound changed. Right. It's 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 uh, it's super apparent. Right. Um. And interestingly, that actually brings me to the guitarist. Uh, he did. He was for. He did a remix of some Die Krupp songs. He was actually uh, a second guitar on a couple of Metallica tracks. But he he did one of the few like really good songs off the Primus Antipop album, uh, a Eclectic Electric. He was on that. Yes. Oh my! That was such an epic album. Primus is just. I need to get Mac to listen to Primus just to see if his brain explodes. Honestly, well, his brain his brain would technically explode uh, off that because you know it's so. Right. I mean, honestly, I I could see the bill the basis of this band, Billy Gould, and like being on Les Claypool's level. He doesn't do as much slap, but he's technically on that level. Ooh, that's a tough one, though. That is a that is difficult. That that, that is a huge statement to make, there, man. I and I, I a hundred dude. Dude was in a band with Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, that's they true. Know, they know. Yeah, like this guy. While he didn't get as big as Claypool, uh, who. If you don't know, does is the guy uh, who does the thing for South Park and Robot Chicken, which is bizarre, uh, is one of the best bass slap bass players specifically of all time. Right, like, like uh, this guy, like Billy Gould does slap, but he's also just, I'd say he's equal parts slap and uh, standard, and I think he evens out and equals one whole of Claypool's talent. Right. That's where I go. Uh, he was on, uh, and like the anti pop album was, I knew it was different immediately than the other Primus albums because uh, it does not feature the original drummer guitarist of Primus. That's why it doesn't sound like uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Right. Which has Sergeant Baker, which is essentially a full, the first part of Full Metal Jacket in song form. Right. Uh, right. So. I mean, I just needed to stress that these guys are just bizarre. They, they, they are – the fact that they were all together at any point is an oddity. And, yeah, I mean, because, like, it's hard to get that much talent in, in one room and it work. It's like – Oh, too many cooks can spoil the broth in a right, way. right, and and so the way that they made it work was, I mean, awesome. you're in hip hop. How many posse cuts make you want to die? Oh, all of them except for Wu Tang. That you you just, I will say, Young Money is probably the worst, but uh, it depends on which dummies they have on it. 
the one with Drake, Nicki Minaj, and Lil Wayne, where uh, Drake is claiming that he's next in line for Nicki, which is totally not the case. Well, I mean, he probably had Nicki, but that's a different story. Yeah, I doubt that. Uh, I do think he's philandered. Like, trust me, I've listened to Story of Adnan by Pusha T, one of the greatest diss tracks I've ever heard. <laughs> Pusha T, respect, man. Yes. Like, but yeah, you're right. Like, we, if you get too many cooks in the kitchen, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. But this one worked for two albums, right? And then they then they broke up, and they have a new album, a newer album. At they, when they got back together, like from like newish. You know why they broke up originally? No, I don't. Any, any history? I, in it? Or or was it that they were all working on different projects? And they they were just, all, well, I mean, Patton was still doing Mr. Bungle at the time. Uh, which is the uh, even weirder project? He actually part of the reason they got sunk. Faith no more. Faith no more. Sunk, said we will let you sign us on the condition that Patton can put up Mr. Bungle albums. Really? Yes. So that's the only reason they that Mr. Bungle is on any kind of major label. Right. I mean, Patton eventually just founded his own label called Ipecac. Which I mean, of course he did. Right, right. <laughs> of, course, of course, it's named after the stuff you drink to puke. Because <laughs> Looney Tune. Yep. Like I mean, Reprise is is. I mean, it was founded by Frank Sinatra. For fuck's sake. I mean, right. This right. is a. But Mr. Bungle, like, although they did get really angry at, at like Warner, who was doing the distribution for Reprise, because they delayed their album. Because Californication, their second album, because Californication came out, and their set, Mr. Bungle's second album is named California. I am mm. sorry, but Mr. Bungle and the the Californication era Chili Peppers do not travel in the same circles. They're not even close. So, uh, why, why yeah, would it matter? They, so they obviously, uh, were not with that label after that album because right. fuck you. Right. So maybe that's what the breakup was. Maybe it was like contractually, they couldn't, they couldn't play together unless they were on the label. Yeah. Well, they also, they, they're all, like I said, like I've listed all their side projects. Yep. These guys were free spirits. This is just, they're like a somehow if every musical it's a musical Frankenstein where all the parts somehow come from the world's most talented neighborhood and make a garage band. Right, for sure, one hundred percent. Now, so another thing that I was thinking about when you you know when we were, you were talking about labels and stuff, it, it brought me up to uh, Prince. Like the reason why he was named the artist formerly known as Prince. Do you yeah. know why that was? Because uh, his label owned the name. Yeah, Warner owned the name of it. Yeah, and then just and then, like uh I think there was somebody else who did something similar. And so he had a, so he made a he made enough money being the artist formerly known as Prince to buy his name from Warner. Which is great because my name is Prince is one of his best songs. Yeah. My name is Prince. And yeah. I am funky. I love Prince. We're gonna have to talk about a Prince sooner or later, by the way. I mean, obviously. But I, I just like this, 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 this album is like a roadmap 
of strange and experimentation and one of and they pretty much created a genre and killed it in the same album right and and the the that's what this is what music's supposed to be it's supposed to be creative it's supposed to be different it's you're not supposed to care about being signed to a label you're it's just about trying to be different so you stick out and stand out and not even to stand out from the crowd just to stand out from yourself even right one one, like one up yourself go do something weird like go you know go do what these guys were doing which is like hey you know what i'm gonna go make a band with this other dude while i'm in this band because you know what screw it right right for sure like that's that's the thing it's like it's all about them having a great a great fun with each other i mean they could not make it it is demented as some of their stuff gets they could not like make it so fun sounding with as dark as some of it gets right exactly like so the thing is is when you when you first you know mentioned this this band and this project I had no idea who you were talking about until I started listening to it, which is what you had said would happen. You said, look, as soon as you start listening to it, you're going to recognize 99% of the songs. It's just that they were successful, but not like super popular. Yeah. And so it was actually a blast in my past. And I was, I was, I was tickled to hear it again. Ooh, tickled. So I, I I appreciate you uh, you bringing this back to me, man. So I just wanted to say that I appreciate you bringing this back to me. Yeah, there's just well, there's there's I've I've had that happen to me too. Um, right. Like the other day, somebody talked about the Eminem show, and I listened to it again. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember how good that was. And then I'm like, okay, it's about half as good as I remember, but still great. <laughs> And we will never talk about Eminem on this show, by the way. Just so you know, he is way too talked about. Also, uh, we don't want you to get shot. That is that is also a fear. As long as we talk about old Eminem, we'll be fine. If we talk about new stuff, I will be dead in a dumpster. Yeah. So, Which is also probably why we should never cover MGK, just in case. Oh, I'd be all right with MGK. No, but would MG- Eminem be all right with us covering MGK? It- <laughs> uh, well, Should you cover MGK if you live in Detroit? Find yeah. out. <laughs> so, so yes. Yeah, so, like the, the the new album with like Rap Devil on it. Yeah. The rest, the rest of it was hot garbage. So, I think I'd be all right with that. Yeah, but rap. Honestly, I didn't think Rap Devil was that good. So, we'll talk about that on a later show. But. uh we are at the wrap up session. This is just a odd odd album. Nothing sounds quite like it. Go check it out. If you don't like it within the first five minutes, stop. I, it's fun. It's different. It's not. It's to, it's a blast in my past. I was like six seven when it came out. It was it was fun and and I'm glad to go back in time and listen to some stuff that I haven't listened to in a long time. And it doesn't actually sound old. 
No, and it doesn't suck. It's a, it's a bunch of talented people who made really good timeless music, which is what music is supposed to be. It's supposed to be timeless. Which these days, I mean, as much as honestly, this is gonna might come as a surprise to people. I like Old Town Road. It will be dated. Too. Oh, you didn't say that. Oh, Old Town Road. Oh my God. I do like that song. Oh God. Oh, it's just, it's an original concept, an original idea. Sampled the Nine Inch Nails banjo part and turned it into something uh, interesting. Bone Thugs and Harmony did something like that called Ghetto Cowboy, but no one gave it play. I'm just saying. Yeah, but Bone Thugs and Har- Harmony gets their dicks sucked on a regular basis. Yeah, and that song was that song wasn't popular because it was all country. Yeah, and this, I mean, honestly, did you see the video for for the song? No, because I can't listen to it. Because every time I listen to it, I want to f- stick pens in my ears until they bleed. Uh, I didn't like it at first either. I got, I eventually got the idea. I mean, the thing is, is like I had. I was sitting in a, a buddy of mine's basement and they always have music playing and it just so happened to be on like the, the, the top 40 channel that there is. And we were sitting there for like four or five hours writing music. And I heard that song like 17 times. Yeah, no, it's, it's being overplayed, but <laughs> yeah, and it makes me want to gouge my eyes out, but that's the thing. It's going to be another like couple decades and that'll wear off. I mean, think about good riddance when that came out. Something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I still... Like, I hope you, you had the time of your life. Like, right there. Like, how many times did you hear that? So many that I never... If I never hear it again, I'll be happy. Yeah. You, you probably don't even know who does it. No. Green Day. Oh, I was about, oh, my God. And I like Green Day. He wrote the song when he was like... 18 and then decided to make an acoustic version as just on a lark to put at the end of the album. Right. So, yeah. So, unusually for this show, uh, I'm going to be end up going twice because with the way we record things, and I am doing a pop el- straight up pop album. Oh, I thought we were doing that, uh, that, that one that, I, that we had talked about. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm we're working out scheduling and stuff. So so this this is the surprise one that I haven't even heard about yet. Um, we're gonna be doing Labyrinth Sia and Diplo present LSD. Uh, you're gonna have to send me a link so I can uh even find it. You do you know who Sia is? Yeah, I've heard the name. Uh, you know, like say, swing from the chandeliers and stuff, and no, okay. She has. She also has ghost written for people like Rihanna. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I know she's talented. I just never like heard that heard uh, of that project. Labyrinth is a British musician, very very huge. There, Diplo is producer producer, and I'm. A hundred percent sure you've heard something with him on it. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, MIA, Mia. So, how do you spell Sia? Just so I could find it. Uh, S I A. That's what I thought. 
Also, the videos, watch them. They are just trippy as balls. I mean, they named their band LSD. So it, it's so what? Oh, the band's called LSD. It's the band and the album is called LSD because it's like a project of them together. Because these are all forces in their own right, you know. Okay. Um. Also, apparently, he's in the Detective Pikachu movie. So it's Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo presents LSD. Yes. Wow, this came out like recently. Well, that's what I said. Recent pop album from. I, me. I am absolutely shocked. I am <laughs> buying it right now. You're, you're Holy shocked. Cow. I, I tell people I do listen to recent music. They just never believe me. <laughs> I, hey, you know what, though? Like, I'm shocked. Like, I am literally like, wow, right now. Yep. Uh, he's worked with Skrillex, Major Laser. For some reason, Flowrider, but I think everybody on Earth's done that at this point. Yeah, I think, I think you did last week. You just didn't remember. Yeah, nobody, I mean, yeah, oh, I mean, boots with the fur and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Even though that was T Pain, but you know what though, Flowrider is super, super talented though. He's, but he's talented, but not memorable. Memorable. That's his problem. Yes, be, and I think it's because of his name. Anyway, I think everyone kind of collectively just wanted to forget him due to. Uh, to to the song whistle yes i think we all just wanted to forget him after that but hey mad like i said man i appreciate you bringing me back to my childhood for this one man this was this was a lot of fun going back in time and it was absolutely a different type of show than we were used to and because the his the history lesson behind it was awesome i didn't know like 99 percent of it because you know i'm a i listen to music i don't like you know, I, I, well, I'm I'm the history dude. You're the, you're the you're the technical side of things most of the time. But this, all of it has to be seen in context right. to understand what we're even talking about. Yeah, you 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 got to listen to it to know what we're saying. Which is honestly, this is kind of a uh, uh, idea I wanted to try with this just because in the future I might want to do like a bebop jazz album or something and it's like how do I talk about that well wait till you guys hear about what I want to talk about next oh yeah have you ever heard like a hard bop jazz where it's literally like no lyrics and just most everything has no yes I love those albums I'm a huge I am a huge jazz fan which surprises people for some reason as well well, I mean, well, I, a lot of it's the look, man. I mean, think about it. It when 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 people hear that I like soul and like fifties, like fifties, like uh, like say the Drifters or you know, I was groups to, like that. I was listening to Sam the Sham today. Uh, you know, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like really. Pretty soon you're going to be like, yeah, I was listening to Paperboy yesterday because, you know, it'd been a while since I heard it. I listened to uh, Hang On Sloopy before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it is the partially the look. But thing is, most people don't realize most people into heavy metal and stuff, punk and stuff, have a huge respect for, like, blues and jazz artists and reggae and stuff like that it just doesn't come out very often 
Right. We don't get an we don't get an opportunity to talk about it. Right. Because we have this show. Right. And that brings me to some reggae that I'm gonna want to talk about. Oh my god, I can't believe you just mentioned that. I'm gonna write that down. If it's uh Etal dub, that would be amazing just because that's what I was thinking about today. It's actually not. It's actually <laughs> like a it's more hip hop, but it's uh it's, it's more new. it's close to like reggaeton kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like uh it's a descendant of the 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 master of the reggae, but it's not um, who you think it is. Uh, it's one of the it's like one of the whalers, like no, it's one of the Marleys, but it's not going to be the one that you expect it to be. Not Ziggy. No, that's the only. Is it the one that did a song with Katy Perry? <laughs> Actually, yes, but he did a song with like Nas before it. Damian. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I, I actually, know, I, I actually, do, I have heard of Damian Marley, but that's only because Snoop Dogg like went crazy for like an album. <laughs> well, so like, you know, that whole that Damian, Damian Marley was the first one since his dad in that era to make it on like say MTV and BET. Oh, absolutely, uh, and honestly, his dad barely made it onto there. And his dad was referenced in shown in documentaries because yes, dad, yes. Um, also, if anyone's wondering, Etal Dub uh, is Augustus Pablo. The reason I really like it is it's highly melodica based. Which so send send me a link to what you're thinking about so I can listen to it because we might want to talk about that if it's melodic based. No melodica, the instrument. Oh, definitely send it to me so I can listen to it then. <laughs> you know, the, the one that you blow into its plastic and it has the keys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> send, <laughs> send me a link to that. Yeah, so 1974 Melodica Reggae. <laughs> oh, my life. Love it. Sounds, uh, actually sounds remarkably like uh, the gorillas sometimes. Right? All right, guys. All right. Yeah, it's, we should go. It's, it's your guys, Mad Fister. And we will be covering a pop out al- recent pop album. Right. And huh. so go listen to Faith No More, the real thing. It it'll take you back to your childhood. And if you were if you were not even born to it, chances are you might have been conceived of some of it. And honestly, it truly is the real thing. Absolutely. It is the most apt one of the most aptly named albums of all time. And super talented guys. So check out our next show. We're talking about a pop album. LSD, self-entitled LSD. I just found out about it, so I, I just had to go download it so I could listen to it. So I'll be ready in a few weeks. But I hope you guys enjoy the show. Watch our past shows. We've covered, you know, Post Malone. We've covered uh, uh, Kesha. We've covered Yellow. We, we, uh, we are going to be going all over the musical spectrum. So if you ha- honestly, if you have an idea, send it in. We don't, right. we, we're not opposed. Right. Comment, comment on this video or any of the other videos. If there's someone you want us to talk about and we'll do it. We're not scared of nothing. We ain't scared. Fear what we fear. Nothing. So okay, I, I fear a lot of things, but most of it is existential, but you know. right. So another thing that I want to mention is, is guys, we're going to be putting together uh, um, an email address so you guys can email the show. Um, just give us some time because we're working on a lot of stuff and and we're both super busy with all the other shows that we're working on. Watch but- everything else on the G- on uh, the Game Fixers. Go watch all of our friends on there. Go watch any like 
Actually, just go watch what you like. Yeah, you know yeah. Do even, it. Don't even chill. Yeah. Go, go watch what you like. Right. And if, and that's if this, how you keep YouTube from getting too much power, right? Right. There. And it, and if you like this, like it on if the bottom. Don't, if you don't, dislike it. Fine. Yeah, right. Give us a nasty comment. Tell me I'm fat and ugly. I don't care. I love it. I love it. But anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. I appreciated it. Mad, thanks again. Like I said, awesome show. Thank you for the history lesson. We should do this more often, man. All right. So, and we are going to end it here.